Well, not too long ago, I was in the uh, hallway of a hotel. You know, you're walking down the hallway and you pass someone else. You never know exactly what kind of response you're going to get, particularly after COVID, whether people are, you know, just going to pretend like they don't see you or you just never know. So uh, I'm walking down the hall. Here comes a woman, and as she approaches me, she says, and how are you today? I said, well, I'm well. How are you? And as we pass, she gives me a one-word answer. She says, blessed. Now, I have people at Chick-fil-A all the time say, have a blessed day when they give me my change or my food or whatever, but I think it was the first time that I'd had someone just simply say the, the one word, describe themselves. I am blessed. When I think about it, blessing is something that is constantly in our souls, the need for it, the hunger for it. But I'm not sure it's something that we are constantly conscious of. For it to be something that we crave and need and desire so much, I think the very fact that that craving and that desire is there just slips right past us. I don't know anybody who doesn't want praise, somebody who doesn't want affirmation, that they don't want to feel loved, wanted, they don't want their their gifts or their skills to be acknowledged or recognized. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to be accepted. And we usually want it from someone that is important to us. We really want it from a favorite teacher. or We want it from that very demanding coach. We want it from uh, an employer where we feel like we have, have worked ourselves silly trying to accomplish the, the work of the office or the company or whatever it may be, and we just like someone to bless us with a word that says, I know you've done it. I know you have done it. We're not all conscious of it. But I believe every one of us has a hunger. I always find it extremely tragic in certain families where there are people for whom this hunger and this search is focused on a parent. Someone that has either been absent or distant or, I don't know, maybe emotionally unable You find people who are late in life who would say that all they ever really wanted was a blessing from their parents. One of the saddest stories in Scripture to me is Jacob and Esau. In that moment when Jacob has stolen the blessing from his twin brother Esau, and Esau realizes what has taken place and he's in before his father Isaac and he he begs his father. He says, bless me, father, bless even me. But in the ancient beliefs and the ancient customs of the world at that time, 
once the word was spoken, it couldn't be brought back. And there was only one for a child in this situation. Jacob had gotten it, and Esau is at his father's feet, weeping, feeling unblessed. How tragic. How tragic. You know, blessing, if we use the word, it's usually a part of... uh, of our prayer life. I mean, it's one of the most common words, one of the most common vocabulary words in prayer. If we are praying, we will say certain things and inevitably our prayers turn to bless my parents, bless my children, my grandchildren, bless our country, bless our troops, bless whatever it may be. It is our, our way of asking God to pour favor and goodness. If someone has been sick, we, you know, bless the sick. We want healing to come. In those ways, we think of blessing or thanksgiving when we talk about counting blessings or maybe as a family, we circle around and everybody has to list one blessing for the year. But day to day, I'm not sure we notice it, but it is there. Every single one of us would like to figure out how do we get to the place where we are blessed. Well, fortunately for us, Jesus gives us uh, a roadmap. In the Beatitudes that was read just a moment ago, uh, blessed are, Jesus gives us this outline of how we can be blessed. I think there are two problems with it. One, the words that are used there, some of them have kind of been used so often, we've heard them so much in, in church, they've, they've lost a little bit of their shine. They're a little tarnished to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, blessed are the meek, yeah. Plus, meek, who wants to be meek? I, mean, I got to be meek to be blessed. We think of that as, uh, it rhymes too much with weak. We don't think meekness is something that we want to seek out. But I was reading something, uh, I was reading a quotation from a uh, priest in the Middle Ages, St. Francis de Sales. And he's talking about virtues. And he says, you can see the importance of virtues by looking at the negative of them. You can turn them around and you can see how, how undesirable, how burdensome things are. The, the good thing when you turn it and flip it on its back and you look at the corresponding vice, what we call them. You see, you recognize just how important the virtue is. And so I started thinking about that in relationship to the Beatitudes. What if we could turn these around and look at the negative? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, then cursed would be the rich in spirit. Now, the poor in spirit... This is uh, Jesus' way of talking about people who recognize the, the fact of sin. They recognize that they don't have everything they need to take care of the sin. So they recognize that they are dependent upon what God gives them, grace. Well, the rich in spirit, I don't need anything. I don't need a thing. I've got everything. I've got a full cupboard of richness in my spirit. What can God give them? They don't have any need. They don't need, won't take a thing. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Well, think about the people who have no moral compass. The people who have no sense of right and wrong. People who are always always creating problems. They always are, are angling, cheating, conniving. Are they ever satisfied? They never get enough. Cursed are those who have no moral compass, not because they're simply because they're doing something bad, but because there's no way to ever get to life satisfaction and to feel blessing. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Cursed are the troublemakers because we know who their father is. Troublemakers. You ever been a teacher and had a troublemaker in your class? Ever had a troublemaker in your office? Ever had to deal with troublemakers? You know, they, they upset everybody. They upset their own life. And uh, what a poor existence that must be. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of the kingdom. You know, cursed are those who have nothing to live for, nothing to die for, and are solely wrapped up in themselves. I saw a sign not too long ago that said, people who are wrapped up in themselves make small packages. And I would add they make very empty ones. Very empty ones. It is only putting yourself into something that is greater than yourself, and particularly putting yourself into the cause of Jesus Christ through the kingdom of God, that when we lose ourselves in there, we find that, that any sacrifice, anything that others might consider sacrifice, comes back to us as a sense of being touched and loved and affirmed by God. All of these things, all of these things in and of themselves If we just simply want to make this about morality, this is bad, that's good, okay. But the truth is, the path that Jesus gives us here is really a path to the way that God can reach into our lives and use us. And we have that sense of being touched by God and lifted by the Spirit. And we, uh, we know that the only way we can describe it is to say, we've been blessed. If you turn them around... Well, nobody wants to be labeled as bad. But the truth is, it's not just being bad. It's that all of these things exclude God's ability to touch our lives and do anything for us. And if we have any wonder, any wonder why our lives sometimes feel so empty, so dark, so cut off, it's because we have been living on the path to Cursedness, to cursedness. This is the way that God tells us, not for the sake that we can say all these people are good, but so that God can give us good things. Not so simply we can say these are the most moral people, but we can say that these are the people who have experienced something from God's hand that is different than what other people experience.
when we crave this blessing, when we crave something to be good in our lives, to be recognized or praised, so many times we put ourselves on on journeys toward things that won't do it. That won't do it. We just think if we had a little bit better job, paid a little bit more money, if we just, you know, could do something to make ourselves look a little bit younger, if we could just do all these things that are ephemeral, all these things that are fleeting, they never satisfy. But the lasting, eternal path to the blessing by God is found here in the Beatitudes. We know what this path is. All we need to do is follow it. Shall we pray together? Oh God, we recognize that we have so much. And if there is anything lacking in our lives, it's not wealth. It's not anything material. It's simply that sense of your hand being on us, feeling your affection, your support, your affirmation. Lord, we pray today that we would begin to move our lives towards being a peacemaker, towards being someone who truly craves righteousness, towards giving ourselves for the sake of the kingdom, toward all these things that make it possible for your goodness to be clear in our lives. Bless us today. Bless us richly, for that is all we need. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen.